0: And welcome back to the Learn to Code podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Java and Java exception handling. So let's get right into it, well, shall we? Um, uh, just before we start, uh, I've been teaching my wife uh, web development uh, with JavaScript. We are now, uh, well, not really web development. I've been teaching her the basics of the fundamentals of programming. Uh, you, and I was using JavaScript because uh, I can show her the basics of programming, you know, loops, variables, um, conditional pro, uh, programming, um, all the good stuff, even arrays, some uh, even um, regular expressions. Uh, we delve into the world of uh, object-oriented programming a little bit, and I was able to teach her a lot of the basic stuff that she's going to encounter uh, in every programming language she faces. And she obviously, when we were using JavaScript, uh, I was teaching her uh, why JavaScript exists and what it's used for. And obviously now she's um, going right into the web development arena. Um, now uh, I am studying HTML and HTML5 in order to teach her and mentor her and keep moving her towards the goal, so. So, what we are going to be doing today um, is uh, watching and solving uh, uh, some code using error handling and exception handling. I'm going to be working with exceptions because it's the most um, uh, the most common um, uh, ways to crash your Java program. Um, basically, errors and exceptions are things that happen when something goes wrong, very wrong, with your program. Errors, in one w- uh, in on one hand, are basically raised up when there is a problem with the Java virtual machine itself. So, basically, that's pretty much out of your hands. Uh, per se, and more in the realm of uh, you need to check your installation, um, the version you are using for, etc., etc. And exception handling are the exceptions or or are basically exceptions which arise when your program is actually running. Um, uh, in the world of exceptions, we have two kinds: uh, checked checked exceptions or checked exceptions. Uh, which means that check exceptions are basically, uh, the exceptions that the compiler can catch before you even compile your program. And you need to solve, uh, or, or, or throw them around in order to compile your program. And non-check exceptions, which, uh, may or may not occur during runtime. And, and those are not, the compiler is not going to complain too much about them unless you decide to. So. Um, let's uh, take a look at some code right now. And there we go. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please uh, subscribe and click the bell icon if you want. And... Uh, we're watching here a very basic Hello World program. It reads, if you're listening to this uh, in the podcast, it's not something out of the ordinary. You can go to Google and search for Java Hello World example, and you're going to find this very same program or uh, or many other that are pretty much like this one. So this reads public class Hello World, open curly braces and And this first line is defining the name of the main class that we are going to use on this program. Um, On line number two, we do have a blank line. On line number three, bad timing for a call. Um, And on line number three, we do read public static void main. Uh, Public static void main, and this is a string class. Oh, my God. That's distracting. Never mind. So on line number three, uh, we do have the definition or the header of the first method, which is the main method. Uh, we do have some uh, words here, which means that this method is public, which means that you can access it in anywhere on the on this program or in even in any other package. Um, the uh, static word means that we don't not we don't need to instantiate an object of this class in order to use this method. The void word means that this method is returning zero in the sense that it's not returning a, an actual value after its execution uh, uh, finishes. Main is the name of the method, is the main method. And between parentheses, we do have um, uh, an arcs parameter, which is um, an array of strings. And then we do have a uh, open curly brace. And right and right after that, on line number four, we do have a comment which reads, prints hello world to the terminal window. Line number five reads system.out.printline line, um, open parentheses, and between that parenthesis, we do have a string which reads a write is null. Um, let's just uh, change this to hello world, there we go. So now we do have a Hello World program right now. Um, I just saved this and I do have this on a folder. Uh, Nothing special about this folder. Uh, I just deleted the hello world class compiled uh, version of this source code. So I only have right now the source code file which uh, I just read to you. So what we're going to do is compile this program into an actual class for Java. So we're going to need to go to our terminal window and using Ubuntu Linux right now. Um, so I, I already have everything installed. So I'm going to compile the program with Java C space and the name of the file, which is hello world Java. I don't get any output. That means that the compilation process was successful. And to run the pro, to execute the program, I only need to write uh, Java space and the name of the main class, which is the hello world class. And now uh, I'm reading on the terminal uh, window, hello world. So far so good. This is a very simple hello world program, nothing out of the ordinary. So what we're going to be working on now is with deception handling. As you can see here, um, I'm working with a very simple Hello World program. Uh, on line number three, I do have a lot of things going on here. And the main thing that I want you to focus on is on the parameter list. In this case, it's a single parameter, which is uh, an a parameter called args. I guess that means arguments. And this is a, a string array. So if I go back to the terminal window and I try to execute again the program, in this case, I'm going to add A space B space C at the end and the entire thing reads Java space hello world space A space B space C. If I execute that, I still reading hello world, uh, Nothing has changed. So, but when I do this, I am able to use this argument list as an array of the strings. So what does that mean? If I try to use, uh, instead of hello world, I try to use a concatenated version of that. For example, on line number five, I I'm going to modify the system out print line uh, command to instead of saying hello world, it's going to say hello a space and I am going to concatenate the content of arcs on, uh, and I need to choose an index on this sample. So I'm going to choose index zero. That means that the first thing on the argument list is going to be printed out uh, out on the uh, on the terminal window. I'm going to save this. Let's compile it again. Uh, back on the terminal window, I I type in Java C space Hello World Java, and now let's try to execute the program again with Java space hello world space A space B space C. And what I'm getting here is that the, the letter A is being printed out into the console. Uh, the entire thing reads hello space A. That's the output of the program. So that means that the first letter A is at index zero. And every time I use spaces, Uh, I'm going to be limiting the, uh, uh, I'm going to be choosing the next index on the arcs uh, string array. So the second element is going to be C, uh, I mean, the second element is going to be B and the third element is going to be C. So in this case, what happens if instead of uh, passing arguments, uh, I can pass a a singular argument single, for example, and and I'm going to get hello space single. Uh, If I don't write down any arguments at all, I'm going to write an exception, which reads array index out of bounds exception, index zero out of bounds. That means that since the array is empty, when I'm trying to execute this program, and I'm trying to print out the element zero, there is no element zero because the array is empty. Then that's a runtime exception. this runtime exception is a non-check exception. That means that I'm not going to rise, uh, since it's a non-check exception, uh, the compiler or is not going to complain about it unless you're going to run this and then at runtime you're going to have problems, maybe. So considering if the user is not entering something. So uh, a simple way to manage this exception uh, and I see this, uh, this bias going through the minds of many developers that I have, uh, work on, uh, and work with is the, uh, instead of handling the exception itself and rising the exception and give context to the exception and basically, um, Ignoring how to work with with exceptions, you just um stay a, um, away from them or basically uh, move around them, uh, and many people do do this. If and they are basically using conditional code to run away from your problem. From in this case, from your uh, non-check exception. Uh, for example, I'm going to uh, evade this exception by asking if the args string array is uh, has elements or not. How do I ask that? Well, let me see. Uh, the arcs uh, reference in this case is pointing at a string array. So I'm going to ask if the arcs array has zero elements. How do I do that? Uh, since the arcs reference is pointing at a string array, um, that means that this is an array object. Uh, so I may be able to get access to the length property, uh, if the arcs length property is zero, that means that I don't have any elements on the array. So I'm going to uh, type down on line number five. I'm going to type if a space open parenthesis arcs dot length is equal to double equals to zero. Then I'm going to uh, that means that the array is empty. Then I may like to, let's copy this a little bit here. On line number six, I may like to uh, to write down, hello world, and call it a day. And close uh, curly braces after that. And I'm going to type down an else statement. And the elf log is going to contain the actual message. Which means that, um, there we go. Which means that I may have something here. So in this case, I'm going to write down arc zero. Uh, and let's call it a day. Let me see. Well, I am asking here if the arc, if the arcs, uh, dot length is zero. Uh, that means that I don't have any elements on the array. And else, uh, I'm going to just, uh, uh, print out the, the element itself. So I'm going to save this. And go back to compilation. Let's compile with Java C on the terminal window space. Hello world.java. And we are compiling the world, uh, the Hello world.java, uh, program. And now let's run it. If I don't add any parameters at all, I'm going to get "Hello World." And if I use uh, Java space Hello World space Nancy, I'm getting "Hello Nancy." So so far so good. Uh, I don't get uh, the exception anymore, and I don't get the uh, any other thing uh, anymore. But the truth is that you are not handling exceptions correctly this, uh, on this way. And I am afraid that this is uh, a, prat- a practice, I would call it a bias, that I had seen a lot. Because in more complex programs, uh, it's really hard for another developer to work on a different code base, which you are may not be familiarized and maybe your workaround is not such a good workaround. Let me um, illustrate that. What happens if I need to, uh, in this particular case, I need to add a number maybe, or for some reason uh, I do have a null value here. I get the word null because null is being handled as a string. Um, uh, well, in this case, I always going to have maybe, uh, maybe this. Hello, and nothing shows up. Uh, who knows? You may, uh, kit cl- for example, if you send an empty string while executing your code, uh, that's pretty much the same as having, uh, no elements. So the, p- the person programming this would like to think, well, I just add, uh, an additional condition here. And, and the arcs, uh, and I'm going to refer to index zero. You see what I'm doing here? Dot, uh, is empty. It's not empty. So I add in an AND operator followed by the NOT uh, operator. And I, I am basically asking if the the arguments length is zero and uh, the arguments, uh, the arc zero is empty, then that means that even though I know that I do have something there, I may like to know if the element itself is empty. Then I just write down hello world. Okay, so let's save that. And uh, let's compile it again. And let's try it again to execute hello world. And it's, it reads exception in thread main, array index out of, uh, of bounds error. So that means that this was false. I did change something here. Okay. No, that's that's actually right. Well, never mind. Uh, it reads if argument zero is empty. I guess this little bit that I added uh, may be the problem. So I'm not going to ask if it's empty. I'm going to actually ask if if not equals to empty string. That mo- that may be the issue here. Maybe is empty is not returning what I think is returning. Okay, so, okay, there we go. I may actually be asking if the argument on the first element of the string uh, array is an empty string, then just type down hello world. Ah, no, here's the thing. I'm using an ant, so this both cannot be the same at the same time. So let's do the pi character. I believe that was the actual issue because both cannot be true at the same time. I cannot be uh I cannot have no arg- uh, no arguments and uh, that the first argument is an empty string at the same time because even though an empty string seems to be nothing, uh, reality is that an empty string is something. So I cannot have both at the same time. So I'm going to try back with the s- isMT method here and uh, let's compile and run again. There we go, so now it's actually working. So if I don't have, um, if I don't have uh, the necessary knowledge to how to manage uh, myself around exceptions, I am going to end up using a lot of conditional code that is going to be contaminating the, the code base, why? Because all of this is just for handling exceptions. And I do have, uh, it's like using the hammer for something else rather than to hit nails with the, with the head or pulling them out with the, with the bad side. So hammer is a very versatile tool, that's right. Uh, just as the if statement, but the truth is that the if statement place is for business logic and programming logic, not error handling. So this is a bias that I encounter a lot, uh, handling exceptions and, and errors and execution and runtime mistakes uh, with if it's a statement, that's pretty common on the programming world and I don't really recommend this because now you need to explain that all of this Uh, You need to explain to somebody else or yourself in the future that all of this just exists to manage an exception. And it's really easy to make your your life or somebody else's life miserable trying to figure out why this code actually exists here. So how do we handle exceptions in the real world? What's the tool for this? and you already know or you may already know uh we use a try catch block so instead of managing the exceptions like this if i run my program like this for example uh it it writes down hello world if i send an empty string it write it 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 outputs hello world if i try uh, uh java hello world jorge and getting hello Jorge, so it works, uh, but the code base is looking like this. I'm basically using an if statement to handle something, which already has a tool for that, and we are going to see that tool right now. So now, how do we handle this with um, uh, using a uh, section handler now? So. Instead of using this code here, I'm going to manage this with something called a try-catch block. A try-catch block basically tries to run the block inside and if some exception rise up, it's going to throw an exception. And when you throw an exception inside that try-catch block, it's going to move right into the catch block. You do some cleaning there and then you move to the final exception then, if you need one. For example, to close uh, objects, to clear connections to databases, to close files and things like that. Well, I'm going to do uh, something very simple here. I think, I hope. I'm going to do a try catch block. There we go. And if if you read here, I type try space open curly brace. <coughs> and I open this curly brace and I close it right down. Uh, and whatever is inside this try block is going to be uh, on a watch list. If something, if some section is, is, uh, is thrown around, then the try catch block is going to get it. So what I'm going to do here is copy this message here. The message hello and concatenated with the argument zero. Okay, so I'm going to try to do that and I'm going to cache that. So I'm going to zombify this code here. I'm going to uh, comment. Let me see if I can actually. No, never mind. Uh, I don't remember the the short code. I I don't remember, oh, there we go. Control, okay, there we go. I just commented uh, the if statement, so it's not going to be uh, there anymore during compilation time. So I am trying to catch exceptions when I try to bring down the argument zero. So what happens when when that happens? Okay, so, after the try block, I do have a catch block, and the catch block is sending an exception e uh, object the the e reference is of type exception, and all the um the, the check and non check exceptions derive or are child classes from the exception class so I'm catching an exception e and Down here is the code that happens whenever I catch an exception. So I'm going to just system.out.println and I just going to Right, exception thrown. And there we go. So, what I'm doing here is trying to catch an exception here. And if something happens, I'm going to throw an exception. So, I'm going to save this and I'm going to compile the program and I'm going to run it again without any parameters whatsoever. So I'm getting the exception thrown message. Uh, instead of that exception thrown message, I could write down here, uh, hello world. For demonstration purposes, I'm writing down exception thrown instead. So that means that this code failed. So what happens if I run the program again without compiling it again, and I just write down my name here, I read "Hello, Jorge." So the program is actually working correctly. Yet uh, I am seeing just a, a, a terminal message that I myself write down. So there is a way that you can actually print uh, out the the contents of the exception. For example, instead of uh, well, besides writing this message, I may like to see what what the hell happened. So the information about this section you can do that by repeating the process of system dot out dot uh, print ln and instead of uh, printing out an, an actual string, you may call the e dot jet message. And what this command is going to do is going to print out the message of the exception. So let's compile it again. And let's run it again without any arguments. So I do have an exception thrown and now it's throwing a message here. It reads index zero out of bounds for length zero. So I'm getting the message of the exception and here is how you actually handle exceptions in a very primitive way. So, uh, there is another block that is not here uh, which is part of the try catch thing and it's called the final block. The finally block is optional. but you may like to use it in the sense that you may like to close resources, for example, files. You may like to close a connection to a database. Uh, you may, uh, there was a time not long ago uh, when I was still working for the uh, Secretaria of Transportes in Puebla. I was working there and the application was opening a connection to a database. And this database is a legacy database. It doesn't, it's actually running on a very old computer and um, is very old. It's it's pretty much close to 25, 23 years old. So, uh, this database engine doesn't support too many connections at the same time. Uh, So, whenever this program crashes, uh, and the program itself continues its execution because the main the main process is not closing; just one of the windows is closing. So I do uh, when it was executing uh, in memory, the, connections, the connection was still alive. So whenever the program crashes, the user closes the 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 window and tries again it doesn't close the main window of the program. It closes just the sub window that he's trying to use. So whenever he opens that window up, a new connection is created. That means that whatever this program is doing is basically creating a new connection whenever you open that particular form. So with the pass of hours, you are getting uh, a lot of uh, um, of program crashes and instead of managing the connection uh, and closing the connection, you are actually uh, ignoring the connection that is open and open a new one and obviously, in a couple of hours, the server will will uh, basically crash. the database engine will crash because there are too many connections open, and the user was actually blocked, and I and the program was unable to actually work again. so that's where final block comes in. You can specify in the final block that you just want to close all the, your resources and all your connections. This is a vanilla way to do it. Today, we do have something called try with resources and that's my recommended way of doing things. I'm not going to show it here because it's going to be really involved and and there are better ways to actually do this. Well in the in my final block here on my example program i may like to basically write uh, to print out uh, the actual message for example here hello world and this is part of my finally block so whatever happens the finally block is going to run uh, whatever happens. It doesn't matter, uh, at the end of the try block, it's going to run the final block, and at the end of the catch block, it's going to run the final block. So I'm going to save this, and let's try it again. Let's compile the program, and let's run it uh, with hello, Jorge, so I'm reading hello, Jorge, so there was not an exception here, and I'm getting the finally hello world message. Anyway, so that's the important thing about the finally block. Finally block will run whenever you don't get an exception or you run successfully through the try block. Let's try it again, and let's create an exception. Uh, I'm going to erase uh, the Jorge word so it's going to run with java space hello world so an exception is thrown index zero out of bounds for length zero and i'm getting the finally hello world message anyway so it is important that you take into consideration that the finally block is going to run no matter what and it's optional so uh this is pretty much how you should be handling uh, exceptions, don't use this zombie code here. If statements are not the proper way to handle exceptions, just cache the exception and handle it from there. And there is a lot uh, of things to learn uh, still. For example, uh, in besides printing out the actual message of the exception, you may like to print out uh, the cause of the exception. The cause of the exception is. uh, Let me show you. Let's compile again. And let's run again. So, in this case, I'm getting the exception thrown, index 0 out of bounds for length 0. Null, finally, uh, the Null word comes because there is no cause for this exception exceptions are basically classes um, where they are basically objects and you c- and one of the constructors of this exception object is uh, that you can actually send another exception and then you may have the actual origin of the exception and basically link exceptions one to another. and this is really useful because you may like to know well this is, the exception that was thrown in the end. But what was the cause for this? For example, uh, if I'm getting an exception E, and I'm running into the need of explaining, okay, you know what, I was trying to open a file, and I got uh, the file doesn't exist uh, exception, something like that, or, and I send in the, okay, so I'm not finding the file in the location you specified. That's the cause of this exception. So I, I'm linking another exception into my current exception here. I don't have a, a cause for this exception per se. So that's why it's actually uh, writing down null because I don't have one. Uh, but that's basically the mechanics. This is a very involved process. Uh, yet, I believe that you should be working with this instead of doing if and else statements. If you want to learn how to work with exceptions, uh, I do recommend you to go to site and watch for uh, a course named, uh Java Programming Fundamentals, I think it's called. Um, let me look it right now, actually. Let me see. So I can give you the actual name of the of the course. Okay, let's see. So the course is named uh, Java Fundamentals, the Java language from Gene Wilson. I do recommend this course a lot. And you are going to find Uh, In a chapter called, inside the course, there is a chapter called Exceptions and Error Handling. It's a 35-minute section, and I do recommend you to watch it and test the things and how to manage exceptions. Um, I wanted to talk about this uh, issue, uh, this subject, because uh, in every single project that I've been working on, I see that many people still use if statements, Instead of, uh, proper error handling. So I guess that this is going on because of the ignorance about how to actually handle exceptions properly and not so much because, uh, and the workaround is the temptation to use a conditional code to work around the exception handling is, is way too big. So don't be lazy. Learn how to manage exceptions and error handling and you are going to, uh, uh, save yourself the trouble of not knowing um, why things are not actually working properly. Because when you are using a conditional code to hide uh, from an exception, what you are actually doing is hiding the exception itself. So in big programs, it's going to be very difficult for you to debug a problem. So make yourself a favor and learn exceptions is uh, you go to Pluralsight.com, look for Java Fundamentals, the Java Language by Jim Wilson, and look for the chapter name Exceptions and Error Handling. So now to finish off this episode, uh, I would like you to recommend, I would like to recommend Pluralsight as always. Um, I may like you to recommend to follow me on Twitter at Jorge Escobar And you can send comments to this episode's uh, video version on YouTube. The channel is named appropriately um, Learn to Code all together. No spaces. Uh, It's Learn to Code. And I'm going to be posting the link for the YouTube channel on my Twitter account on my, on this uh, podcast episodes description. And you are getting the podcast, um, the podcast link on the YouTube description part. So, thank you for coming in, and I'm going to see you later. I'm going to be talking about Java this week, so keep listening for that. Thank you.